Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friend, I've got myself cornered into a mindset that I've really got to share with you. I don't know if you ever had this happen to you, but last two, three days, um, things keep popping up on this one issue, the one topic that it's funny how I don't know if it's just my brain's taking things that don't really tie together and tying them all together and saying this really makes sense that this is one topic that you've got to explore. Or did the universe just decide that you need to hear it and it throws it all at you on the same day or same day after day, whatever it is. And I don't know which it is, but this is a topic I've got to share with you today. And it all started with uh, an email question that I got a couple of days ago. And I think I even threw a short blurb about this out on one of the other shows. I don't even remember. It was a very short, brief little blurb that I used of it. But it was a big, long email where the guy talked to me about, or asked me, talked to me. I don't know if he's making a point or he's asking really, but the the whole concept was, okay, look, I joined your program, except I can't get anybody to tell me exactly how long it's going to take before I can get into a deal. And I, I sent the guy uh, some type of a, a response like, well, you know what, that's nothing that anybody can really tell you exactly. I mean, if you listen to any radio show, any TV show out there where they're doing any type of financial education or predictions or even just telling you history of stuff, of deals that have been done in the past, there's this gigantic disclaimer that past results do not equal or may not equal future results. And there again, that added to this weird argument I had going on in my head. When I was saying to myself, okay, well, that pulls me way over here a different direction I was going. Because I was going the direction that, you know, there's really no way to tell you, number one, how quickly you can find the deal you want. And then the second part of that, which we have to explore is, well, you can get in instantly if you're willing to take a bad deal. And the third point is, is is getting a bad deal more important or getting a deal more important than getting the right deal? And then you get into the argument of, well, if you get a good deal and it takes you six months, but that deal six months from now retires you in a year, or you get into a deal right away and that deal takes two or three years to mature or four or five before it could actually retire you, which one's really quicker? And then you go back over here and you sit on this question of past results don't equal future results or may not equal future results, however they say it. It's a disclaimer. And that drug my mind all the way back the other direction, thinking, okay, wait a minute here. 
Yes, they do equal past results or similar results. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Why would we be here? Now, think about that. If I'm throwing out a disclaimer that the past results may not equal the future results, then why are we even here? Why are we even discussing results and potential results and future results and so on and so forth? And then I thought about it. And my answer was, in my mind, they do for this reason. I am willing to wait until I see the exact same set of circumstances, or if not exactly, similar set of circumstances, or even possibly a different set of circumstances that would lead to the same result. In other words, I'm willing to wait for a profitable, successful deal. But in this guy's mind, he's saying, how quickly can I get a deal? Well, when you say, how quickly can I get a deal, that instantaneous gratificationally diseased concept of fast is more important than good, and good is more important than great, then there really has to be disclaimer put in there. Because you're not going to walk out there into the investment world like you'd walk into a shoe store and go, I need an eight and a half extra wide or an 11 extra thin. It's, I want three different colors. I want my favorite color. I want my favorite size. I need special instep. No. When you go out there, you're going to have to look at hundreds of deals. And I look at hundreds of deals. All the time I'm looking at deals. I get new deals every day come across my desk and I look at them. And most of them are big. They're easy evaluations for me because I just throw out there, I don't want something in that city. I don't want something in that part of town. Uh, I don't want something of that age bracket. Now, those are not even evaluate whether or not the deal has potential to be successful. It's not evaluate whether it has potential to be profitable. I'm just saying the stuff that I don't want to touch, I don't want to deal with because of the fact of my age, because the fact that I've been doing this for 30 years and I, I realize what types of things create more difficulty in achieving your goal, being successful with a deal. And I've so I've got this sense of what I'm not interested in. Then you get down to stuff that falls in my category. And if you're out there long enough looking and looking and looking at deals, then eventually brokers will get to know what you're looking for. And they'll bring you the stuff that you're asking for. And then leave you in the dirt if you invest with them. But this instantaneously, gratificationally diseased person that wants to know how quickly they can get into a deal is going to run into that very kind of person because it's somebody they align to psychologically. Let's get it done. Let's get it done now because faster is better. More is better. Not better is better. Now, having said that, the next part of this, and that was I was getting to the point, making the point that these instantaneously gratificationally diseased people who are looking for these quick deals are going to most likely align themselves to an instantaneously gratificationally diseased person who is going to put this deal together and, and get you excited and hype you up about a deal that's really not even a good deal. They may not even give you all the information to the deal. And then I heard this short on Facebook 
You know, it was just a quip. It was just a short uh, thing. And you get hooked on these things. I know if you've ever looked at these these YouTube quickies, the little videos, and they go on, they rotate and rotate and rotate. And you get kind of hooked to them. I mean, they, I think there's an algorithm in there that tells you this is something you might be interested in that puts it in front of you. But there was one there, and I have to give the guy credit for the the piece because uh, I think he's a self-help guru, a business guru of some kind. His name is Preston Brown. So he um, was doing this little spiel where he's talking about what is the difference between a leader and a manipulator. And it it went something like this, and I'll probably butcher it, but it was his piece. He said, the only difference between someone with leadership and someone that is a manipulator is that, first of all, and the way he put it, I'm explaining it the way he explained it, and then I'll come back and see if I can freshen it up at all. He said, a leader has an outcome in mind. He said a manipulator has an outcome in mind. So in our context, a leader wants to do a real estate deal. And in this context, a manipulator wants to do a real estate deal. Do they both want to do a good real estate deal? I would have to suggest that deep down inside, they do both want to do a good deal. I mean, that's the goal. The second point he makes is, does a leader have his own personal self-interest in the deal? And I would say, yes, they do. Every leader who puts himself out there is doing it because it's a part of a plan for self-satiation, satisfaction, you know, success. He says, does a manipulator have self-interest? Of course, obviously, manipulator has self-interest. Same self-interest, right? He says, so what is the only difference? And he makes the point that a leader cares about the people involved in the process. And a manipulator does not care about the people involved in the process. Therein lies the reality of what happens. When you look at these syndication deals, there are people out there, like I've talked about for the last couple of days, that are leaders on the surface, but are truly manipulators in their heart. And what I mean by that is when they come to find a deal, they want a deal and they want that deal now. Just like the guy emailing me saying, when can I get into a deal now? These people, I've got to find a deal now. And why do they want a deal at all costs? Just like I've told you all week, syndicators get paid fees. Even if the concept, even if the deal, the investment in the apartment complex is non-profitable, they're still going to make a ton of money from the fees. Now, if they do enough bad deals, you would think people would just not pay attention to them. But in this day and age, and, and not invest with them. But in this day and age, that's not true anymore. Because people can just go on Facebook, and they can go on Twitter, and they can go on all these different YouTubes, and just sit there and do video, audio, video, audio, video, audio, over and over and over again to people that have never seen them never witness them and really have no way to go and research them very well if they hide it, if they hide their failures. And I find that most of these guys that scream the loudest are also best at hiding their failures from the world. And so what they're doing is they're constantly finding new victims, right? There's a new victim born every day to a manipulator. 
And to a leader, what I found when I speak to them is they go, I go, what is the toughest part about doing this deal? And the toughest part about doing this deal to them is, Jill, I have a hard time sleeping at night knowing I got people's life savings at risk. I'm more worried about doing this. I'd rather risk my own money. And that's the way I feel. I'd rather risk, that's why I do it. I'd rather risk my own money on my deals than to risk somebody else's. And so they care about the people involved in the deal. But the syndicators that are out there just slamming these deals down one right after the other, they don't care about the people involved. They don't care that it's their life savings at risk. Not at all. They just care about themselves. And so these are the people. Now, what's really interesting to me, as I've been living through this the last couple of months now, as these deals start to fall out, many of the people that you on the surface would have thought are really good people who really care, that you would think are really quality leaders, are turning out to be manipulators. And... It's really interesting because they're really great salespeople, as men and women, that are da 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 da. They've got their wrap down perfectly, and they will make you feel like they care, and they'll also make you feel like they've never done something wrong or ineffective. But the truth of the matter, those people are now starting to show up as not really what they said they were. Take a short break. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Teaching you with a roadmap to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Lifestyles Unlimited members share their stories and strategies for success at case study events. If you got laid off tomorrow, what would you do? Would you have to be working at McDonald's or wait to try and find another job with the downsizing the economy? Kept on coming to meetings, even with David Fisher online and stuff like that, but still we just like, we need to make the jump. So we kept praying for time to get this job done to, to be able to find the properties how do we find the properties how do you find the time and god answered our prayers and he got downsized from his corporate job but they didn't buy just one house right no they did not you're rehabbing house number nine right now nine wow so every month the cash flow is thirty two hundred dollars okay the equity of all the houses is up to two hundred and eighty thousand join us this month and learn from people just like you. Check in person and online dates at lukstudy.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we are discussing the concept of fast is not better than great. And fast is not better than good. Good is better than fast, but great is even better than both of them. And I want to talk about negotiating deals for a second and why it takes a long time to get the deals that really make a difference. And a long time is a relative thing, by the way. Um, when the market was crashing in 2008, um, they were bringing me deals every day. 
market was falling apart and I was buying stuff left and right. The market is entering that time zone again to where it's starting to fall apart. And there's about a trillion dollars worth of debt out there that's going to become due within the next one to three years. And this trillion dollars worth of debt is upside down on itself. In other words, you can't refinance it. Why? Because the debt-to-income ratios are too low for a new loan. And the interest rates that they went in on to make these deals work are way lower than what the interest rates are now. So even if they could refinance, it wouldn't cash flow. Now, that's not true for deals done a long time ago. It's only true for deals that just recently happened in the next last year or two or three, where they they paid full market price, boom. Remember, these are manipulators as syndicators. They don't care if the deal makes any sense. They bought it with it making zero to very small amounts of cash flow, one, two, three, four percent rates of return, to where when the taxes went up on them, and by the way, it's a trifecta, the taxes went up because the values were going up. Think about this. If everybody's buying and the values are screaming to the top, the taxing authorities want their piece of that, and they're, they're raising their taxes. You can fight them every year, and we do, but they're still going to inch up. Insurance has gone up because there's all types of hurricane um, losses all over the country. And so the cost of insurance has gone up. Now you got fires all over the place. So again, insurance is going to go up. Uh, you know, and we got in, in payroll's gone up. Why has payroll gone up? Because of Bidenomics, where they've created so much inflation that everybody out there saying, hey, I can't pay my bills unless you give me a raise, and everybody else is getting a raise, and everything else is going up. And that's what happens with inflation. It becomes syndrical. It's, uh, it feeds itself. It's like a giant inflation snowball. The more inflation there is, the more people believe they deserve to get their share of the inflation and prices go up on everything. And once labor goes up, then the cost of producing everything goes up and the cost of transporting everything goes up, then the inflation is dug in and it can't go back the other direction unless you have deflation, unless you have a recession. And the country looks like it's at the point where it's about ready to go into a recession. Will it? I don't know. The Fed's getting really good at dealing with these things. I've been amazed at how very effective they've been at bringing the inflation down without tanking the economy. But all metrics right now are showing that the economy is starting to slow down. So what does this mean to us? It means that this trillion dollars worth of debt, whatever number of apartment complexes that is, uh, and I, I just I calculated it out to be somewhere in, you know, a thousand apartment complexes, whatever it is that has that much debt on it, probably even more than that. These complexes are going to come back to the market and they're going to have to take a loss. The The equity in those deals are going to be gone and the prices are going to come down. What will happen, though, if this to for this to turn into a recession is that that event or those events will trigger the reduction of prices across the board. Why? Because once investors start seeing they can buy these things cheap, they're not going to want to pay anybody who's coming up on the end of their loan. Think about this. All commercial real estate is purchased in three-year, five-year, or seven-year terms, sometimes 10, but that's somebody like me buying for long-term holds. But other than people like myself who are just long-term investors, most people, most syndicators are buying these things in three-year term, loan to where they get in there, rehab it, turn around, 
put paint on it. We call it uh, a, a pig renovation, you know, put lipstick on a pig and sell it. Or a five-year turnaround where they're actually doing the renovation and then they're turning around and upgrading the rents and raising the rents and really increasing the NOI and making the property truly worth more. Or a seven-year where um, they're going to hold on to the benefit of that turnaround for a while and wait until that loan runs out. And then by that time, the renovations are pretty old. And most renovations won't last more than 10 years. So if you get out by seven years, uh, you can get out before it's time to repaint the place, put a new roof on the place, to replace all the air conditioners again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So most deals are done in these three-year, five-year, seven-year segments. Well, if there's this recessional problem, all these, you know, trillion dollars worth of debt comes blamming out, or is it a billion dollars? I think it's a trillion dollars worth of debt. Uh, If all this stuff comes hitting the market, then all those other people who are coming due are not going to be able to sell their properties at high prices either. And people are going to be forced to sell at lower prices. So across the board, you'll be able to get deals at much lower prices. That's what happened in 2008. Uh, we benefited in 2008, 2009, 2010, and then from that point on, it turned around and prices came back, and we made massive amounts of money. I've stated before on the radio that I tripled my net worth during that period of time. I think once I even stated that I quadrupled it. I don't know which one it was. Put it this way, it was a lot. I never really exactly calculated, but I, you know. It was somewhere between going from 10 million to 20, to 30 to 40 million in net worth, something like that. And it just was unbelievable how much money we made in 2008, 2009, 2010. Made it quickly. But that's in a different set of circumstances. So let me tell you a story about this deal I was negotiating with. And I made an offer on a deal the other day. They wanted way more. They had wanted something like $50 million for the property, and somebody offered him $50 million just a few months ago, six months ago, according to their story, and they turned it down. They then turned around and decided they wanted to get out of the deal, and they had bought it for cheap. And I'm not going to give away all the numbers on the deal because they're still trying to sell it. But they got it out there, and they wanted to sell it for a certain price, which was what they're stating would make them a little bit of a profit and you know, give their partners their money back or whatever. And I made an offer that I thought was more than generous, worth way more than what the property was actually worth. And I made that offer so that I could buy it because it was a property I wanted to own. It was across the street from another property I owned. And so the the people said, well, no, we're not going to sell for that. And they had a best and final and they had all kinds of stuff. And the deal never sold. And they wouldn't come down to the prices that the people that are out there willing to pay, even now, even before there's this massive recession, wouldn't give them the price they wanted. And finally, the guy said, yeah, you'll sell me the properties. Because you can take stuff out. You can clean stuff up. If you know you're going to sell something, you can stop fixing things and your expenses go down. You can lease to anybody you want to let in and make your expenses go up. And that's what had happened in this property, that they just started out of nowhere filling it up. And that's got to put the hair up in the back of your neck thinking, what are they doing? Are they just not even screening their tenants anymore? And, of course, they're going to tell you, no, 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 we're screening. We're way more effective, blah, blah, blah. Nah, the bottom line is this property's across the street from mine. I know what it's effective and not effective. So the point is, is that I came up with a number that I could afford to take a risk at. 
And it was way more than what I thought it was actually worth. I'm just guessing, you know, that some of what they're telling me isn't true. So when I told the guy this story, and the guy goes, I know that guy. Is that guy this? And, he, and you know, this is, that deal was 15 years ago, 16 years ago, 17 years ago, when I won the National Farmers Association, because this deal that I took six months to buy was so profitable that I won the Houston Department Association Real Estate Investor of the Year Award, and then with the same property went on to win the National Apartment Association Real Estate Investor of the Year Award, which then led us to be so good at what we do uh, in turnarounds that we ended up having one of our members win that award every year for 16 years. So this was a turning point in my life to realize that sometimes you have to negotiate for six months to get something to happen. It made me a superstar in the real estate investing world from just an also ran. These deals will come around. How do I know that? Well, there's this trillion dollars worth of debt that's going bad over the next three years. And I was telling the broker, I said, you don't even know this deal may come back on the market itself. It may go broke. They may lose the deal. But the bottom line is, I'm not going to buy their problem. That's one of the things you've got to learn in your mind. You're not there to buy somebody else's problem. I would, however, be able to get some economic scale out of it and make it a decent deal for me, right? You have to look at this situation and say, what, what, what's going on here? And then I heard another show by Dave Ramsey. And interesting thing with Dave Ramsey, um, when, I, when I heard the show, he was talking about the fact that people with short-term mentality in life on anything, when they look at, I'm going to buy this car because of what I want now, instantaneous gratificationally desired, diseased desire, compared to, I'm going to buy this car because it's the best thing I do in my life five years from now. Or I buy a home that's the best thing for me to do now, or it's a home that's the best thing to do for me later, or any other sundry of things. He's just talking about the fact that people that think in the long run end up being the rich people, and the people that think in the short run, instantaneous gratificationally diseased people are the ones that end up being broke. And I was sitting here in this precipice saying to myself, Dell. You've got all these things that just popped up in front of you in the last couple of days that are saying, you've got to stick by your number. And you've got to get out there and talk to people about don't be in such a hurry. Because these people out there that are the instantaneous gratification people, they are out there trying to sell their failures to you for prices that are too high. And you, you can't hate them for it. I mean, they're just trying to get out of their bad decisions. But that's what they're doing. So you can't let them persuade you to do that. On the other hand, if ever there was a time to be in real estate investing, it's right now. Listen to me carefully. Ever since 2008, when I just killed it, 2008, 2009, 2010, people go, hindsight's 2020. If ever the market is like 2008 again, ever, I'm going to jump in with both feet. Now, I've heard that lie now since 2008. Whatever that is, it's 23 now, I think. So you're talking about eight out of 23, 17 years I've heard this lie. 17 years I've heard the lie that if it ever happens again, I'm going to be in 100%. But these people are not in 100%. Nobody else is jumping in like I am. Well, that's not true. There are other people who are smart enough to see that. Or they're getting posed. Uh, poised to do so. But what we're doing is we're sitting on the sidelines waiting for that perfect deal to fall so we can jump on it. That's where you need to be. You need to be there now. Now is the time, but not in a hurry. Have a great day. And remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle.
listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.